Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. This was a pretty big highlight of the week, and it's a pretty big moment for me as well. True story, I was working in the studio down the hall on Wednesday morning when I heard a lot of shouting and laughter. So of course I'm curious. I come down the hall to find Christy, Mark, Isaac, and a new person in the studio. They had just finished being live, and so I asked what the commotion was all about. And this is when I was introduced to Mac Powell, and he shook my hand. I haven't watched it since, but you know, I kept my cool and was totally professional. Here's what Mac Powell did in the studio on that Wednesday morning. Isaac, the millennials here with us to play the Wednesday game this morning. (laughs) Tied up, too. Tied up, too. Two to two. So, um, Christy's brought in... The ringer. (laughs) The help. The one and only. I don't know know about... I'm nervous now. (laughs) So... um, so you're officially you're a Gen Xer, is that correct? I, I don't even know, man. <laughs> I assume what what's like the old guy? What is that? Is that Gen X? You're old guy? Oh, don't no, say that. Yeah, boomers. Yeah. I don't think got, I don't yeah, think you're I don't a think boomer. I'm quite a boomer. No, I think you're Gen X. You're Xer. definitely yeah. Gen X. <laughs> How about? passionate about your yard are you? <laughs> not very. Okay. Not very. Okay. I think that's Gen X still. Then. Okay. Yeah. Still, yeah. still <laughs> really good. <laughs> All right. So the way this works is. Um, Christy, yes. this is a question, and Matt gets to help. This is a question from Isaac. This the is music is killing me. It's, like, it's sort of intense. Hard. I know. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a lot to handle. Uh. It's, it's too much. All right, so this is something uh, millennials would be more apt to know. In 2000, NSYNC came out with mm. the certified classic Bye Bye Bye. Bye Bye Bye. Yeah, yeah. right? Okay, got it. Can you finish this lyric? Oh, oh man. Oh. Okay. I didn't know you guys were bringing in Matt Powell, by the way. Yeah. I wouldn't have done a music-related question. I, I don't, this does not, I'm not helping in any way with this. No. Okay. You're not, you're my, not my a... daughter, I remember a scout who, was, who just got married, my daughter. Yeah. She's 23. Uh-huh. And I can remember having the tape of this. Well, maybe it wasn't a tape. Maybe it was a CD of Bye Bye Bye. And she listened to it. <laughs> A million times. She's like two years old. It could be I back in was, the recesses yeah, of your brain. Yeah, I think she was about two, maybe. Okay. And it would okay. get done. The song would get done, and she'd go, again, again. No. That's just, awesome. Oh, but I never again. thought to listen to I have no idea one day I would have to know the lyrics. Let's find okay, out. Let's All right, so here, here we go. Don't want to be a fool for you. Just another player in your... Okay. Is it? Don't want to be a fool okay. for you. Just another... G- just another See, game, it's or two, game or two. It's coming. Well, I, that's what I was gonna say. It was game. That, that's what came to me. But that was so, man. You dug deep on that. I don't. That, that doesn't even make sense. You're in your game, game or two. two. Don't want to be a fool for you. Just yeah. another player in your options are game for fools. Game for fools. Oh, okay. I game think that might be for it. Two, oh. Game for two. Or game you do. I think game for two. I think just you're another, right. Just another play in your game for two. Oh man, you I think that sounds. That's kind of what no, no, yeah, you're doing. The dance. I see I'm you so doing the dance. Bop, bop, bop. That Mac Powell singing in sync. This I can see the video. That's good. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. Okay. I wish I knew the lyrics, but I, I think that's I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, that was his first. What he pulled out first. You guys want to go with that? What do you think? Can you just sing it one more time? <laughs> uh, I can't sing it with that other tune going on Dude. in my head right now. Okay. 
Uh, get me started on it. What's the lyric? Let's see. Don't want to be a fool that, for you. Just don't want to be a fool for you. Just another, just another play in your game for two. That may sound crazy, but no, 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 baby, bye, bye, bye. Yeah, okay. So I think that's it. You guys go with that? I really hope y'all are not recording this. Is game for two. Yeah. All right. I really don't think I would have gotten that on my own. I'm not kidding. This is this is the power to, of an emotional support human. I think we all need one. Well, listening to it a, a million times when my daughter was two, mm-hmm. there I didn't think I was really paying attention, but down deep in my it's, brain see, somewhere. There it was. Yeah. Man. It, it matters. It, it teaches us all a lesson to be careful about what we listen <laughs> to. It's true. Mm. It's 20 years in. later, yeah. you're going to be quoting right. it in sick lyrics. All right. So, wow. Gen X takes the lead. Isaac. You need this to tie. Ugh. All right. If we tie, we go to the baby boomer bonus question. Otherwise, how come Isaac gets like the cute music? We're getting the intense. <laughs> There's no pressure fair. over this music. I need this. All right. He's a millennial. Oh, okay. You just gotta, you know. Yeah, and no Lauren. So this is minus your emotional I'm flying support. Flying solo human. this morning. Okay. So uh, Isaac, this is something that Gen X and older would be more apt to know. Uh huh. Okay. The gar- this garage band. Started in a small town called Powder Springs, Georgia. <laughs> Max, wheels are turning. It was the beginning of the musical career of not only Mac Powell, who's here to join us today. Uh, he played alongside his buddy Mark Lee. And the two would soon form a multi-Grammy award-winning band, Third Day. What was the name of the garage band that Mac and Mark Lee were it's part of fair. in Powder <laughs> Springs, Georgia? Mac, don't say that. It, it, it is fair. This everyone is knows this. Every Gen Xer everyone knows. knows this. Mac, you'll forgive me if I don't know your entire history. And have your Wikipedia page well, memorized. I'm, I'm, no, I, I can't. Believe, I don't even remember the name of the band. I don't okay. know why you. Were. All right. I should get like extra credit if I nail this. Then, yeah. I mean, this would be a huge win, at least the time. Yeah. Uh, you do. Options. Sweet. Was it White Horse Cowboys, (laughs) Hometown Fishermen, Boys of Creation, or Nuclear Hoedown? Nuclear Hoedown is incredible. (laughs) However, so this is in Georgia? Okay. Yeah. Powder Springs, Georgia. Powder Springs, Georgia. Georgia. How, how old were you guys, Mac? Oh, you guys? 17, 18. 17, 18. Right, that actually helps. That's further context. Can I have the? <laughs> can I have them one more time? Your options: White Horse Cowboys. <laughs> White Horse Cowboys. <laughs> Hometown Fishermen. Hometown Fishermen. Boys of Creation. Boys of Creation. Or Nuclear Hoedown. Nuclear Hoedown. I love Nuclear Hoedown. Um, let's do White Horse. Cowboys. Cowboys. See, White Mac Horse Cowboys. <laughs> White Horse Cowboys. You feeling confident about that? Sure. I feel like Isaac should have been watching Mac's body language over here. Yeah, I was trying to just not move or... Yeah, yeah that was very neutral. Was very he was in a very neutral position. So the correct answer is nuclear hoedown. Nuclear, seriously. Yes! That's so good. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> it's That's copywritten, by the way, if anybody's trying to steal that. Don't, don't it's, forever. it's forever taken. Right. Oh, that's amazing. All right. Congratulations, Gen X. Yeah. For yes! the win today. Up next is a positive different story from Christy, and this one blew my mind. 
everyone's a child at heart, right? To uh-huh. a certain extent, especially yes. Mark. But I, there's a 12-year-old girl. Her name is Alyssa Faith. And she inspires me. And I just want you to know, if, if you're a kiddo and you're listening and you're like, you know, I'm just a kid. I can't make a difference. You absolutely can. In fact, I believe you can make a difference 10 times more than an adult. And, and here's why. Let me just share this story really quickly. Okay. Alyssa Faith, she's 12. Um, she has spent the, the past year collecting discarded chip bags, like chips, like you know, Dorito bags, bags little, yeah, yep. and it, Fritos, all of that good stuff. She said, um, which then she transforms into foil warming blankets. Okay, and then she donates them along with other toiletries and other essentials to organizations that support people who are unhoused. She helps the homeless, basically. I would have never imagined you could no. make a blanket out of those chip bags. Yeah. And and she's turned over ten thousand chip bags into two hundred plus blankets. Okay, so this is what she does. And she she learned this off of the internet, okay, how to make these foil blankets. And so for each bag, she starts by opening the bag, she washes it, which is her least favorite part, she says, of course, you know, hey. Then she places four packets on a piece of parchment paper, irons them so they fuse together. And then the last step is placing the packets between strips of clear plastic and irons that seals it all together. Okay, so she has her mom has helped her with this. Okay. Now she's doing it on Teamwork. her own. Teamwork. Yeah, but at first she did have a little help from one adult, and now she just does it on her own. And it's so amazing. basically, the the foil blanket is similar to those like that are used in emergency uh-huh. situations, um, or that they drape over runners after they finish a race. And she, it takes her about half an hour to make the blanket. Her mom says it's just a great after-school thing that she does. It, you know, she stays off her phone, and she stays out of trouble, basically. All good She's things. doing something productive. And the homeless community is super grateful. And this is where I'm saying, you know, as a kid, you really can make quite an impact because donations, now that the word has gotten out what she's yeah. up to, and adults find out about this, they are just donating all kinds of chip bags, parchment paper, everything that she would need to make this happen, and giving her the resources. And, you know, there's a lot to be said. When If, if a 12-year-old comes to me and says, hey, I need help with this, versus a 40-year-old person or right. a 30-year-old person, as an adult, I'm more likely to help that 12-year-old. You know, and so there's a lot of power in being a kid oh, with yeah. a big heart. I mean, she's going to start this chain reaction, I think. Yeah, and, and God multiplies that. And so I'm just speaking into you, little man or little girl, right now. If there's something God's placed on your heart, how you can help or make a difference in your school or your neighborhood, go for it. God's got you. You could be our next positive difference story of the day. This little girl who was so creative transformed something which was considered trash and gave it value and purpose. I feel like that represents how she treated the homeless people, because sometimes the homeless or the poor are viewed as trashy or unwanted and are ignored. Yet this little girl reminded us of their value. I believe in the transformative power of God, and I think that's a power we also have when we model Christ. And this little girl did exactly that, transforming chip bags, but also doing so much more than that. Really inspired me. Here's more from Mark and Christy. It's uh, Mark and Christy for just joining the conversation around the breakfast table. We've been talking church, like why? Why does it matter 
to plug in somewhere, to be a part of a church? I think that's a question a lot, especially since the pandemic, Mm -hmm. a lot of people have been asking, or if you go through some kind of church hurt experience and people are like, I don't know, like, is it really worth it? Like, uh, cause, cause it's imperfect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like doesn't take a long to come up with a list of things you're like, yeah, but that's not right. Or that's not perfect. Or that's inconsistent. It's super easy to do. Yeah, I think so too. And I was having this conversation with my dad and he was telling me about a friend of his who he goes fishing, you know, every Sunday. And again, this isn't like a legalistic conversation where you can't go fishing on Sunday, but that is what this guy calls his church. So he tells his wife, I'm going to church. And he takes off and he goes fishing. Okay. And he, it's his Sunday routine. Yeah. And that's where he says he talks to God and, and he finds God. Yeah. And we just, it just started this conversation and I was just saying, but like, I don't like, he's not offering anything to the church. And there's something about when you are serving in the body of Christ, um, in a church body where you grow, it does something with inside of you. And it sharpens you, mm-hmm. um, but you're also offering back. Yeah. You know, like, and I get it. I'm like, I, I mean, it may not be fishing for me, but I'm like, yeah, I'd just as soon go out hiking on a Sunday morning and mm-hmm. take in a beautiful view and worship God that way. Or, you know, sit on my back porch and just breathe it all in, mm-hmm. which, um, those are which are all good, good things. things. Those are yeah. really good things. There's nothing wrong with doing those things, but, and this is the part where I always have to catch myself. Like that it's not about me. Mm-hmm. Like that that it as much as those are good things and we want to do things that fill our soul, I think the reason Jesus says, Hey, pour yourself into a spiritual family, a church, is because of we have to learn to get beyond ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's that idea of I mean, when I think about my own family with my own kids or my my wife, when I make it all about myself things never work out really well. Mm-hmm. Like it's not good for my family when all dad's really cares about is what do I get out of this deal? Mm-hmm. Is it meeting all of my needs? Right. When I actually think about Tiff or my kids more than myself, how can I serve them? How can I pour into them? Our family is better for it. And I think God's family is the same way. Like that's, that's when church becomes what I think God designed for it to be. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Well, and, and I, I mean, there's also multiple reasons. We, we did put a post on the Morning Show Facebook page, and uh, several have commented already. Um, thank you for that, by the way. And Tamara, she said, we're stronger together. And as almost always, when we're going through something, someone else is also. And that, that's also part of the body, right? Mm-hmm. To comfort one another. And we need each other. And I think so often we think we don't like, we're kind of like, we have our people, right? Right. Yeah, I got this. But we do. We need each other. I struggle in this department. If I wanted to do what I was comfortable with, I wouldn't go to church. Church is hard for me. I struggle with it. I haven't always had the best experiences with church and I've got some baggage to work through. But I know that even though it's hard, it's where God wants me to be especially because it's hard. It's how I'm going to work through it. And I know that being with the body of Christ is going to do transformative things within me. And hopefully I can do the same and help others. It's a process. Some days I really struggle getting out the door. Some days it's easier and some days I can't. But the days get easier and I have to push myself a little bit more and more 
And in that pushing, in that struggle, I'm growing. So if you're struggling at all going back to church or finding a church, you are not alone in the struggle, in that process. And the funny thing is, it is in our brokenness with our baggage that we can come together and we can come together under one roof and praise God for all that he has done for us. That's kind of the point of church. So I hope that this is an encouraging message for you as you're going through that process. Here's Isaac from the morning. So it's the fall season, and with that, there's going to be a lot of people coming over to your house. And Southern Living has this article talking about what to clean in your home before guests arrive. First on the list is the entryway. They said the entryway is part of your home that the guests will experience when they first walk in. So it's important to make a good impression, give them a warm welcome. They said besides decluttering the area, um, basically get some uh, cleaner and freshen up your glass windows and get a good scent going, like from a diffuser. They said, two, your floors. Your floors are another essential place to clean before guests arrive. As experts say that floors collect the most dust, hair, and dirt in your home, and it's the most noticeable. And they said, take the trash out, because not only is it important to take the trash out, but they said that your trash can itself may also be in a good need of cleaning. So even clean your trash can. Or you can do like my wife does now, and my mom did my entire life, Go ahead and just clean your entire home and to the point where it looks like no one lives there. I'm talking like dust your roof tiles because you know they're going to be inspecting that, right? Your guests are going to ask you whether or not you've done all your laundry before they came over, right? (laughs) I think the best tip for preparing for the holidays is ensuring that you're not the one hosting. Get to be the one that comes over, enjoys all the food, doesn't have to clean. That's my pro tip. And it works out for me. My husband and I have a tiny apartment, so we're never in the running for holiday hostage. Here's some more from Isaac. There's a million and one streaming services now with nearly everything you could imagine to watch. But you remember there was something nice and a little nostalgic about going to the actual video store to rent something, right? At least that's what my experience was. I loved it. Well, you might have a chance to relive that. The last blockbuster located in Bend, Oregon, will host a nostalgic night for a winner of their contest they're doing in partnership with Big Potato Games. One lucky winner and up to four of their coolest pals will get a chance to travel to the Beaver State and spend a night at the last surviving movie rental store, according to a press release by Big Potato Games. The winner and their traveling party will be given three grand to cover flights and accommodation, and they'll be hosted out there on November 12th from 7 to midnight. So here's the question, though. Let's say you win this contest. What movie are you putting on? For me, I would go with one of either the classic Star Wars movies, you know, four, five, and six, or something like Back to the Future, something nostalgic and fun. I have some very fond early childhood memories of going to Blockbuster. It was such a fun time, going in the car with my dad, the excitement building, walking down the rows of DVDs. It was just so much fun. I'd love to visit the last Blockbuster. It'd be so cool. But part of me wonders if rental stores will come back, because spending hours picking something on Netflix just isn't cutting it for me anymore. Up next is Robert. 90.9 KLRC, I'm Robert, and I gotta say, my first smiles that I received of the day were in a most unexpected place, because this morning, I actually had to go to the DMV, so I got there super early to make sure I could get in and out, and uh, yeah, I walked in the door, and all the workers there were just so happy and chipper, and I'm like, what is going on? This is a Monday, and it's a DMV, so I don't know, but I was just so encouraged by just a simple smile, and it reminds me that that's 
that's something we all need just to share a smile. It doesn't cost us to do that, so maybe we can do that for someone else. I went to the DMV this morning, in fact, and I also had a surprisingly lovely experience. There must just be something about mornings at the DMV. But for real, a simple smile can make a big difference, bigger than we realize. Here's some more with Robert. So, have you ever had your perspective changed for the better? I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. In a devotional I was reading today, the author was sharing that the troubles that we go through in life, they still have purpose. In fact, they are still part of God's overall plan for us. I know that's tough to accept. The author goes on to say, the various troubles that occur, we can start viewing them as opportunities for growth, opportunities to get closer with God. I know some people who are upset with the idea of glorifying pain and trauma as, oh, these things made me stronger, but I don't think that's the right perspective. I don't think pain and trauma make us stronger. I think they actually break us and scar us. I'm a pretty broken and scarred person myself. I believe it is God's strength within us that makes us stronger despite our fragility. I think it's God who heals our wounds, and I think it's God who saves us from ourselves. I think that's the perspective shift that can change our lives. We may never fully understand why God lets bad things happen, but this is a broken, fallen world. And when the bad things do happen, we can know that we can get through it because God is on our side no matter what. People like to say, God wouldn't put you through this if he didn't know you could handle it. And I think that's the wrong way of looking at it. Frankly, no, you're not strong enough to handle it. And that's why you're going through it. So you can lean on God because God is more than strong enough to get you through it. You need God. We need God. And if we look at our life with this in mind, seeing how God changed and moved in our lives up and down the roller coaster of life, I think that is what helps push us forward unafraid and confident because we know God's got us. Up next is Kara and Anson from The Drive Home. Anson, do you remember growing up the Beanie Baby craze? Oh, yes. <laughs> there was this item like we all collected and we were convinced while well, we were told was going to be worth, you know, thousands of dollars someday. Right. And it never happened. It's true. <laughs> Pretty sure there's still like a Rubbermaid tote of those in my mom's <laughs> attic of mine. Worth dollars and yeah, dollars. Dollars and cents, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But on the other hand, sometimes this does happen. And so it makes me want to like start hoarding things <laughs> because an unopened first generation iPhone. Now that's been a long time. Okay. Recently sold in an auction for more than 50 times its original price. Wow, nice. This 15-year-old device, it started off with a bid of $2,800, and it sold for $39,000. Okay, not too shabby. I, I don't understand, though, because, like, <laughs> I mean, I've been needing to upgrade my phone for a while. I'm like, hey, I got a great iPhone 7 yeah, if anybody wants way it. Way newer than it's that. It's like a relic <laughs> now. 
This afternoon, we've been talking about social media and some of the dangers that exist in it. And don't get me wrong, social media can be used for all sorts of great things. Oh, yeah. But I think we're all starting to become more aware of the dangers mm. as well. True. And you hear this word thrown around, algorithms, and maybe <laughs> it's kind of confusing. We don't really know what it means. It's basically just a computer program that's meant to feed you content that keeps you interested. Yeah. Keeps you using the thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Stay on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or mm. keep listening to these songs on Spotify or whatever the case may be. Right. The problem is algorithms don't really care about the truth. Mm. They care about maximizing influence over your decisions Ooh. and capturing your attention. So Steve Bateman has a few suggestions for how to navigate this kind of new digital world. Uh-huh. Number one, we got to appeal to scripture mm. as the ultimate truth, not what we see on social media. Right. Number two, we have to resolve to be discerning because we're not born with discernment. It's yeah. something we have to develop. So we have to develop this skill of being able to weed out the disinformation and find mm. the truth mm-hmm. online. And then third, and I thought this was a point that was really interesting because I think those first two, we kind of might nod and go, yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah. That makes sense to me. This one I hadn't really thought of. Practice humility in applying truth. Oh. Okay. The world doesn't need more Bible quoting, critical thinking, algorithm analyzing, fact checking <laughs> jerks. Oh, right? that's true. So even if we become really proficient in discerning truth, mm. we still mess up if we don't skillfully apply that skill. Mm. To the people around us. Yeah. Right? Just because we can tell what the truth is doesn't mean that we won't wield it as a weapon to bludgeon others. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Jesus told his disciples, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be as wise as serpents, yes, but also be as innocent as doves. Mm. Right? Wow. And I love this that Steve says. He says, doves don't have to be the smartest bird in the room. <laughs> they aren't given to hot takes and hasty conclusions. <laughs> they have enough self-awareness to know when they're in over their heads mm. and when to fly away from a profitless controversy. They don't feel the need to be an expert on everything or correct everyone's error, but rather before they refute someone's argument, they work to understand it. Mm. I could complain for days about how we've let technology rule over us instead of us using technology in smart ways, but no one wants to hear that and we all know it's true. So I love the reminders that Anson shared with us about keeping truth, scripture, as our foundation and remaining humble online. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might've missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.